Welcome to the Voice of the Victim podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Ryan. And tonight we have a little bit different conversation than we usually do. Yeah, it's not a story episode this week. Uh, We're going to be learning something together. So it's going to be kind of a thick and meaty discussion. But we're going to still try to make it somewhat entertaining so it's palatable. (laughs) Um, So... This is the second installment of our series entitled Identifying Abuse Tactics, and we'll be talking about a certain um, aspect of abuse that we're, we want to learn more about this week. And it's actually because of some drama we had over on Facebook. A person commented on our photo of Brittany Zamora about three weeks ago, and he was pretty unreasonable but it got us thinking wow people there are still people out there that feel this way that think this way and as we go through it i'll point out different thoughts i had and rosie too we're we're going to comment on the conversation and then we're going to cite some actual professional sources that speak about different issues so right off the bat you may be thinking like why are you giving this more on a voice but Like I said, there are still people out there that think this way, sadly, so we want to use this as a learning experience. Rosie, will you read his comments in your normal snarky reenactment voice? (laughs) And I'll read my comments and the other two people who were involved in this discussion. So much pressure. What's my snarky reenactment voice? I'll work on it. I'll just go for it. <laughs> Again, this guy was commenting on the picture of Brittany Zamora. And if you don't remember her story, we covered it. I think it was episode 65. I don't remember, but I remember the story. Yeah. So basically a teacher, 29-year-old, 30-year-old teacher, she seduced a 13-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the the basic gist of the story. So... To the point of them having sex. Yeah. So if you don't know the story yet, go back and listen to episode 65. But this guy was, he doesn't even listen to our podcast, I don't think. I think he just found the photo through a hashtag that was on it. Um, But that said, Mm -hmm. this was his reaction. Okay. So before we read this conversation, we just want to give a warning to anybody that might be triggered from hearing someone belittle statutory rape victims because uh that's basically what this guy's doing so if hearing someone be completely unreasonable about statutory rape is will be difficult for you or trigger you in any way we just want to make sure you're aware uh, and we suggest probably not listening to this episode if um you're worried about that at all. So that said, let's jump into the conversation. That girl didn't do bleep wrong with by herself. Yeah. <laughs> we should also say he has really bad grammar. <laughs> so yeah. that was the direct quote. She did it with a person that knows it was wrong as well. So if he knows, then he is also guilty. Those parents should be mad at their kid as well. But they are seeing him as a victim. But I bet he kept coming back. Dumb bleep kids. <laughs> he used the wrong there. Uh, I didn't even notice that before. So you can see this guy is 
really ridiculous. Rosie, how do you feel just that first comment seeing that? Um, I just kind of chuckled. Yeah. Because <laughs> this guy's so ignorant. Uh-huh. And, I mean, just, I mean, he wasn't very tactful or kind or respectful while he said this comment, but I do understand his viewpoint because if you've listened to Rosie's personal episode 18, in the beginning I talked about how I had kind of a flawed perspective back in the day. Like when I first found out about Rosie's past, I I had that reaction like, well, you kind of wanted it, didn't you? But that was before I understood the manipulation and the power imbalance and all the stuff that goes into this stuff. So, yeah, I can see why he's so confused, but he is not respectful and he didn't listen to reason as we'll examine here. So. And he said, they keep seeing him as a victim. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a 13-year-old kid at the time. Then, but I bet he kept coming back. I was like, yeah, okay. Good, I'm glad we're on the same page with those two things. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know, just stupid. Yeah, so I I responded to him. Um, just to clear this up, the kid was 13, I believe, when Brittany started targeting him mm-hmm. and turned 14 during the process, so... Uh, we'll refer to both 13 and 14 in here, but, I mean, there's not much of a difference between right. those two ages. So, anyway, I replied to him, Hey, blank, Ryan here. I respect your right to your opinion, but I can't see this comment and ignore it. It's not a simple black and white situation. This kid was 14 years old, and actually, I guess it kind of is a black and white situation because... It's wrong for a 29-year-old to target a 14-year-old. But anyways, I continued. This kid was 14 years old, not the age of consent. There's a reason 14-year-old kids can't legally consent. They're very easily manipulated and can be convinced that what they're doing is okay, even if they do know it's wrong. When a beautiful 29-year-old woman flirts with a 14-year-old boy full of newly discovered sex hormones, there's a significant power imbalance especially when she is his teacher. He was manipulated by an adult who should know better. And if you've listened to our coverage of Brittany Zamora, I go on and on about that. But Mm -hmm. anyway, um, you'd think most reasonable people would read that and be like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. But this (laughs) moron decided to reply again. He says... I understand if this was 1998, but it's 2019, where everyone and their uncle knows it's wrong. Again, the wrong there. He knew it was wrong. He went days having fun with his teacher. Those parents should have taught him better. I No, those parents should taught him better. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I het that kids, that kids was spoiled rotten. I think he meant, I bet that kid was spoiled rotten. And he got everything he wanted. I hope his conscience gets him. Because he was... He just put someone in jail that few days before he was having fun with her. He wasn't that stupid. He knew it was wrong and continued. He's in 10. He's 14. <laughs> I'm like, it's really only four years older, but okay. <laughs> yeah. I. Okay, first of all, 
why should kids be held to a higher standard 21 years later? Like he said, if this was 1998. It's 2019. Wow. There are so many things wrong with this one comment alone. Most of it is grammar related because we couldn't even get through one sentence without having to correct it. But uh, I can't. Like, he spelled conscience, C-O-N-C-I-O-U-S. Like, that's not even close. <laughs> conscious, I guess, is what he wrote. Yeah, like being conscious and alive. <sighs> but, oh my gosh. So many spelling errors. But I replied to him, why should kids be held to a higher standard 21 years later? Also, is it really fair to base your opinion off of assumptions like him being spoiled? She put herself in jail. Have you heard of statutory rape? All right, should I go? <sighs> yeah. Reply is, rape is when someone says no. If he said no, then she is guilty. Can you enunciate a little better so people can understand what you're saying? Oh, sure, I'll restart. <laughs> rape is when someone says no. If he said no, then she is guilty. I get what you all ate saying she was wrong. But he should also get some kind of punishment so other kids don't fall that bleep. Come on, people. I think it's time kids take responsibility. Patents don't do anything to discipline kids nowadays. Patents don't do anything to discipline kids? Oh, my God. Most are waiting to see who they got. They get money from. I understand the parent's point of view, but that kid needs a punishment. It takes two to have sex. And he knew it was wrong. No way can you tell he didn't know with the way school teach about sexual harassment. I wish schools did teach more about sexual harassment. I'm not a, um, familiar with the school he's referring to. I know. <laughs> like, that, they didn't teach that in my school. But, ah, uh, just... I try really hard not to harp on people's grammar because it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> yeah, because we get harped on all the time for ours. Yeah, but he's, he's he's constantly misplacing words. Like he said, "I get what you all ate saying instead of you all are saying." <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's so, I can't, and patents instead of parents. I just can't get over like. If you're going to pretend you're the smartest guy in a chat, at least try to spell your words or use the right words correctly. So anyway, I replied with a link to the Age of Consent article from Wikipedia and said, I agree with the point about lack of discipline these days, but the brain isn't fully developed even at 14. And how his parents handle their own child's discipline is none of our business. Simple enough. And then I said, also, one of our listeners said it would be good to check out coercive control. So thank you, Tasha, for pointing that out. And we'll be talking more about that later. But then um, one of our other listeners got involved. Um, this was all public, so I think it's okay to say... Should I not say the name? I don't, just in case they want their privacy. It's true. I should have asked ahead of time. So one of our listeners will call him... T. T. <laughs> he replied, 
Google the definition of rape. The very first statement reads, quote, unlawful sexual activity, usually sexual intercourse. Law states that a 13-year-old, regardless of knowledge of right versus wrong, is incapable of consenting to sex. Therefore, what the two individuals did was, in fact, unlawful, making what she did rape. I mean, that's a pretty simple explanation. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what our opinions are. Legally, the law says this is rape. So, again, simple enough to understand. You'd think, okay, well, my opinion doesn't matter that much because the law says this. <laughs> then I'm pretty sure this person won't care. mind us saying her name. So Kate, who we all know and love from Ignorance's Bliss, she replied, Bless your heart. Please look things up before you argue on the internet because you are demonstrably long, wrong. <laughs> Rape doesn't require the word no. It requires a lack of affirmation. Okay, maybe you should just read it. Okay. So Kate says, the guy's name, blank, bless your heart. Please look things up before you argue on the internet because you're demonstrably wrong. Rape doesn't require the word no. It requires lack of affirmative consent. And 14-year-olds are unable to provide consent by law. It has zero to do with discipline and everything to do with the inability for someone to, with a fully developed brain to give legal informed consent. So not entirely sure why you're sticking up for a felon, but it's not a good look. <laughs> yeah, again, so simple. Like, it's easy to understand. And like I said earlier, I've made this transformation. I've had to change my viewpoint because it's right, you know? <laughs> you can't hold a child accountable with a non-fully developed brain and being manipulated by an adult. But this idiot, again, keeps going. So let me ask you one thing. You say, you say, say, look things up. Okay. So if I tell you I have, or, oops, sorry. So if I tell I have, and I have lots of research, on that type of subject, and I am assuming you too, who's in right? Whose is right? Yours? Because I ate doing the research. I ate doing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just so hard to understand. Is he, does he mean because I am doing the research? Or me, because I am doing the research. Maybe you should think about before you respond. Because <laughs> <laughs> maybe, just maybe, you missed something on your research that I didn't. So now you want to ask me or tell me to give you links or proof, then I will ask you to give me proof. So we both send each other stupid proof, and who will be right then? So never did I say I was right 100% <laughs> That is my opinion upon my research and experience, and I would assume you have your opinions. Look up statistics and beep. Oh, whoops, it cut off there. It says, <laughs> okay. see more. That's but, man, he's just rambling, and who cares what he's saying at this I'm point? I'm like, honestly, it's really hard to understand what he's trying to say. I know. I mean, I guess I get the gist, but reading like, it, it's like, what? 
to really focus on the words. Like something I've learned from writing podcast scripts all the time is you want to try to say as much as you can in as few words as you can so you as don't naturally as you can. Yeah, so you don't lose the point of what you're saying. But this person is like just throwing so many words onto the page that have as little meaning as you could possibly fathom. Can I point something out? Yes. Well, like in his profile pic, he's like with his kid. Yeah. So I'm just like, seriously, dude, you're a dad. How would you feel if this happened to your kid? Exactly. And that's something that comes up throughout this conversation. So I, I mean, I was still trying to be respectful and calm because I'm all about avoiding conflict, but I just simply (laughs) said, what research did you cite? I couldn't really make sense of what you're trying to say here. (laughs) That's all I said. So if you remember back to T's comment, he had said, law states that a 13-year-old, regardless of knowledge of right versus wrong, is incapable of consenting to sex. Well, now at this point, like five comments later, this person finally responded to it. Okay, he was 14. (laughs) So he's just saying, well, that law's invalid because he was one year older. It's like, uh, what's the difference between 14 and 13, really? But whatever. And then... He goes on to say... Responding to me this time. What is the difference between your research and mine? Is your your correct because you read and you're educated and mine... Because I am ready, it, and I am educate, cat. Your response, your first response, tell me that you are beyond a shadow of a doubt that you, you're right and I am not. Oh my gosh. Okay, I gotta explain you sure why you're like reading this this way. It sounds so weird. A troller? Yeah. Well, like it sounds like a robot, a drunk robot. Yeah. Is your correct because you read and you're educated or mine because I am ready it and I am educat space D. <laughs> I don't see what he was saying with the ready. I am ready. Ready. I have. Ready did. I have no idea. I have read it because I'm reading it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Um, side note, I am not educated. <laughs> I just do some research. It's pretty simple to find the laws on Google. Anyway, um, also she said doubt because he put a P in doubt instead of a B. So That's not how you say doubt? <laughs> doubt. So anyway, again, trying to calmly reasonable reason with this person, I said the law isn't an opinion. It's the law. And I know many people who have lived through abuse and assault. My wife is one of them. Do you have personal experience with this? Because if not, why are you here? Would you feel the same if it was a 14-year-old girl and a 30-year-old man? Who brought out the big guns right there, my friend? (laughs) Props. Well, when Um, someone's being so unreasonable, you got to. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Kate. The key is remaining respectful. Like, if you ever do get into a conversation with someone like this, I definitely don't recommend getting overly emotional or heated. You always got to remain respectful and calm. Right. 
our good buddy Kate helped us out and replied, the laws aren't research, you poor uninformed person. They're not a matter of opinion. Also, I'm a forensic psychologist. Tell me again that you do better research on brain development in laws than I do. It's cute. <laughs> also, if you're so educated, are you deliberately using atrocious spelling and grammar? Because doing so does not strengthen your argument. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Kate. We love you. <laughs> uh, that, that speaks for itself. So then T... Our listener replied again, 13 or 14, Arizona state law specifically states anyone 17 years or younger is not capable of consent. Therefore, the act of sexual intercourse was unlawful, which makes what happened rape. There is zero room for negotiating this. So, thank you. You know who you are for being so respectful and reasonable and getting to the point. What you said was perfect. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the moron replied again well, with he his... responded to T. I don't gibe two bleeps what you think is negotiable. That kid isn't stupid. You are giving him a reason to be stupid. He didn't get raped. He enjoyed it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is why I put that trigger warning before we started going. Because is- for someone... This, okay, I was, I eventually deleted this thread Mm -hmm. because it's so, so ignorant and disrespectful. It is, it really is. And we have so many listeners that have been personally affected by situations like this, and... If you're not healed enough, this could really hurt. If I wasn't where I'm at now, this would really hurt. If you were... Where you were at 15 years old and you saw this, Mm -hmm. you would, this would tear you apart. So it's just, I want to be, you know, respectful, but this guy is a freaking idiot. Um, So (laughs) I. A lot of respect there, babe. A lot of respect. (laughs) I responded, I was done. I was at my wits' end at this point. And I said, we tried to be kind, but are trying but you are trying to invalidate the law and the abuse of thousands of children. You're no longer welcome on this page. And after this I planned on blocking him, but um since it's a public page, I couldn't figure out how to block him <laughs> from the page. That's funny. So yeah, it didn't go well. And then um I believe it was T who said this, but the name got cut off on the screenshot. It was either T or Kate, but said, I wonder, do you think he'd be screaming rape if his daughter was the 14-year-old and it was a 29-year-old male teacher? Or would she have enjoyed it too? That's a good question. And you'd think that would really get to this guy, being Mm -hmm. that in his profile picture, he, if that's him, he's with a little girl. Yeah. Who well, you would imagine is his daughter. Uh-huh. But he said back to T, I don't know, but if she was raped, she needs to go to the cops after. She can't get while she is raped. If that kid didn't like it or think he was raped, go to the cops. I don't think he was a stupid kid. Or do you think he was? At this point, he just isn't making any sense. But 
what but he's she can't while oh i see it she can't go to the cops while she's there huh interesting well, thought. yeah what he's trying to say is he would expect the girl to go or his daughter he would expect to go to the cops after and uh and then he responded to kate too um when she let's see what her last comment was yeah, I already forgot. <laughs> Just about being educated in that she's a forensic psychologist and she knows more than he does about the subject. Yeah. And so I don't really understand what his I don't know he's, what he's replying about. to here, but he says, Well then don't. Don't we have the right to have an opinion? You are probably one that will defend a cop even if he is committed. Cause I'm committed most- what? Because uh, I'm most people's head cops don't do anything wrong. They are heroes. Look, the teacher, the girl did wrong. But that kid isn't stupid to know he, the teacher, was wrong. No, he what? decided to jerk off like most teens do, and no one had sex with them. What? Please, I have a daughter, and God willing to do tea happen. But if what? she gets in that situation, I expect her oh tell that day. Or sometime later. But I know my daughter, so we'll... I know if there is something wrong. <laughs> That's how it goes. He stops that wheel. I think he meant, so I will know if there's something wrong. But he said, oh. so we'll, period. I oh, know if there okay. is something... I don't... Oh, no. He said, but I know my daughter so well. So well. I know if there's... Wow. <laughs> News flash for you. Parents always think they know their kids well. Yes, sir. You are very confused right now. No parent knows everything about their kid. That's just yeah. the way it is. Yeah. But I love there are T's ways response. to know. <laughs> T just said, boy, bye. <laughs> yeah. Boy, bye. Uh, exactly. That sums up how... <laughs> anyone would feel if they have any knowledge about this subject and you know are a decent person like i feel like the whole meaning of what he's saying is lost because of his terrible grammar because you read it 100 percent accurately the way he wrote it mm-hmm. i don't know why he went off on this ta- tangent about thinking most people think cops don't do anything wrong I don't because know where if he knew anything about the true crime community, people are very critical of cops that are corrupt. <laughs> but mm-hmm. anyway, oh, and he's expecting. It's just so disrespectful. He's basically has the attitude. Well, this could never happen to me because I know my daughter, daughter really well, and which is great. And God. Yeah, it's just so. Is pompous the right? I don't know. He's just so ignorant and arrogant, confident in himself. It's just ridiculous. So, anyway, because I was going to try to block him, but I couldn't figure it out, after T said, boy, bye, with eye rolling emoji. I replied, sorry this moron is still here, guys. I can't figure out how to block from my phone, and I'm still at work, which I still couldn't figure out after I got home. (laughs) 
Um, and T replied, it's all good. We all know he's part of the overall problem with rape culture. And, I mean, that's the comment that made me think, like, we need to talk about this in more detail because this is a huge problem. Right. And there are a lot of people just like this guy that... Well, we can call Jay at this point. Yeah, we'll call him Jay. Um, There are a lot of people like him that think they know everything. And like I always say, sometimes maybe, I don't know if I've said it on here, but if you think you know any. If you think you know everything, you're a fool because no one knows everything. And to, especially if he hasn't been in this situation before and he thinks that if he was, that things would be different if it was his own daughter. But Ryan, people that don't go through these situations are always the experts. Don't you know that? It's like the people that don't have kids. They are the perfect parents. Yeah, like us. (laughs) (laughs) i don't have diabetes so i obviously know how to take care of it the sun just came up out the window and now i can't see my screen um yeah so anyway this is a huge problem with rape culture and the reason people are afraid to come forward about it because they're afraid they'll run into a moron like this that will shame them and blame the victim. So So I'll read the next thing. Let's try to wrap up this Facebook chat so we can get on to the good stuff. Yeah, we might need to make this a (laughs) two-parter based on how much we have to say about this. But you want to go on? Mm -hmm. Jay says, responding to you, why? Because I am defending a person while you defend the other. You all want people to go with the flow so you can like me. What? So you can... So you can like me. Basically, he's saying, you want me to agree with you so you can like me. Oh, okay. I ain't looking for likes. I am telling you like it is. Okay. Moving on. T replied, you were telling for this perspective of a perpetrator ryan is defending the law while you're encouraging breaking the law nobody a part of this group cares what you have to say because it deliberately contradicts the law you have no leg to stand on and you are simply making a fool of yourself amen to that he continues it doesn't matter if you think he was a victim or not the law says he was end of story I'm sorry that you condone breaking the law. This group does not. You'd be best served elsewhere. Again, very well said, very respectful. Thank you, T. Um. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this next one is just so weird. Yeah, and this is another one that was so long, I didn't get the whole thing in the screenshot, but I got enough of it. Yeah. Okay, he says, okay, so you're the kind of person that will allow the law to be corrupt just because it's law and you are willing to stand up, a-gay art. Okay, he meant to say against, but it's just A-G-A-I space R-T. Okay, stand up against it, even if it were out. out. What? I think he meant to type corrupt, even if it corrupt. (laughs) 
but it's W-O-R-R-U-O-T. Because you are contempt with it. You don't give two bloop, if it's corrupt and affect others. It may not be corrupt, I, this situation, because I never once said she was innocent, something you miss, something else you missed. I am for law. The Bible teaches law. But one thing I don't like is corruption, something you don't get either, is if that girl was a politician or a superstar or some millionaire, it would be same out form. Some don't come to me with this blip about defending law. You are sending the kid, which is okay. But I'll, you also have to look at the big pick. Yeah, and then see more, which we will not. Basically, everyone was done with him at this point. I just said, dude, you really need to use spell check. And then I deleted the whole thread. Nice. I was just frustrated or confused with the politician, superstar, millionaire. It would be the same out form. It would be same out form. Same out form. I have no idea what the heck he's saying here. I was just confused with that that little tidbit. (laughs) So enough of that ridiculous chat hopefully if uh if you're like us you got a little bit of a little bit of chuckles out of it because everyone in this community understands why this guy is so wrong it's just i'm i chuckled but i'm mostly just confused because i don't know what he was even saying most of the time yeah it's hard to wrap your mind around what this guy was actually trying to say because he didn't really say much. It was honestly because of the grammar. I don't really know what he was trying to say because of his grammar. Yeah. But the things that you could take out of it were just ridiculous and frankly offensive. Like I usually will let comments roll off my back and just be like, you know, if I do respond, it'll be kind and jokey if they were mean. But this guy, I was like, I can't just let someone say this on one of our public posts and not stand up for what I know is right because this isn't just a an opinion-based issue, you know? Mm-hmm. This is something that's easy to... I shouldn't have said it's not black and white because this is one of the few things in life that is black and white. Yeah, right. Um, so... Now we're going to share the basic Wikipedia summary of what the age of consent means and why it exists, um, just to kind of set the foundation for what we're going to talk about afterwards. So this is directly from Wikipedia. Okay. The age of consent is the age at which a person is considered to be legally competent to consent to sexual acts. Consequently, an adult who engages in sexual activity with a person younger than the age of consent cannot claim that sexual activity was consensual, and such sexual activity may be considered child sexual abuse or statutory rape. The person below the minimum age is regarded as the victim, and their sex partner is regarded as the offender, unless both are underage. The purpose of setting an age of consent is to protect an underage person from sexual advances. Yeah, so it's pretty simple. Mm Mm-hmm. A child cannot consent. (laughs) And is there in place to protect the child. Yep. The term age of consent rarely appears in legal statutes. 
Generally, Allah will instead establish the age below which it is illegal to engage in sexual activity with that person. It has sometimes been used with other meanings, such as the age at which a person becomes competent to consent to marriage. But the meaning given above is the one now generally used or understood. It should not be confused with other laws regarding age minimums, including, but not limited to, the age of majority, age of criminal responsibility, voting age, drinking age, and driving age. Yeah, and we're not going to go through this whole thing, but basically the age of consent laws, they vary from state to state. You kind of got to check into your own state on what the age range age range is. Man, that's hard to say. Mm-hmm. But it's typically within the ages of 14 to 18 is where the um, age of consent lies. And at the end of this episode, if we have time, we'll go over some of the different states and uh, what their restrictions are. Um, it is strange to me that different states have different restrictions. I mean, yeah. It would make more sense to do a blanket age, you know, for the whole country. Yeah. Just saying. It, I mean, it's everything's so complicated, so much more than it needs to be, but mm-hmm. the law of the land depends on what land you're on. Because so. I don't know about you, but a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old are pretty much the same. Yeah. There are also gray areas because of the variance from state to state. Like I said, everything's more complicated than it needs to be. But moving on from that, our wonderful listener and patron, Tasha, is the one we mentioned earlier. She suggested that we ask the person from Facebook to look into coercive control, which is a term I wasn't super familiar with. So I Googled it and used WebMD. It gave a good definition. So now we'll be sharing information from the WebMD page about coercive control. So this coercive control was a term coined by Dr. Evan Stark, a sociologist and forensic expert. Coercive... cannot say that word. No, you got it right. Okay. Coercive control is used to instill fear and compliance in a partner. He says that this is typically used by men to control women. He says, quote, I'm not talking about the somewhat controlling boyfriend or husband here. Um, compliance is fear-based. If there's no fear, there's no coercive control. And that fear is very real. Yeah. And we know this is something that can be used mm-hmm. um, on children because they're easy to intimidate, especially because they don't understand the world yet the way an adult does. And it's easy to be afraid of things you don't know or understand. So... I mean, an adult can use a whole array of things on a child to basically scare them into keeping their mouths shut or getting what they want out of them. So an example of the coercive coercive control is like this. A woman meets a new love interest who seems especially keen on her. Flattered at first, she doesn't mind when he involves himself in every detail of her life. He may show up at the office too much or even pressure her or force her into sex, but she's ignoring all these red flags. As the relationship progresses, though, so does his obsessive monitoring of her. He reads her texts and her emails and stalks her, tells her what she can and cannot wear, 
isolates her from her friends and her family and controls her bank account so she can't even afford to leave. Yeah. We saw this with uh, Rebecca Saffer Bender, where she unwittingly got sucked into sex trafficking. Mm hmm. Yeah. By her boyfriend, who at first she just thought was a great guy that cared about her, but he was really just super controlling. And this is used a lot in sex trafficking how pimps pick up different women. Yeah. And they slowly are transformed into sex workers without even knowing it. Ugh. Just like in that case. Yeah, and I mean, there's a whole subset of sex trafficking that's child-based. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, this reminds me that I want to discuss that Netflix slash Lifetime show, You, <laughs> at some point over on Patreon. I think oh, yeah, that would totally. be fun. But if she resists the way he's trying to manipulate her, he will resort to other things. Right, like low-level violence. And this includes like slapping or arm-twisting, being dragged by the hair, or even frequent sexual assault, which doesn't seem too low-level to me. No, it's all physical assault. <laughs> He'll threaten to harm himself or kids, if there are any, and she understands that he will further hurt her, too. Yeah, so this kind of goes hand-in-hand -hand with gaslighting. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, gaslighting, I would imagine, is just one factor of coercive control mm -hmm. because it's basically using emotional, mental manipulation to keep someone around. And coercive control kind of is all encompassing, like using all kinds of tactics to control somebody. So it's actually a pretty common thing in domestic abuse cases. Statistically, it's found in 86% of all reported domestic abuse cases. Well, what's interesting is that out of this 86% of reported domestic cases that have coercive control in them, mm -hmm. the 14, only 14, are the actual classic battered women syndrome cases that we see with physical evidence of assault. Oh, you know? that's interesting, yeah. So, so much that. of these abuse cases are manipulation and not physical. Mm -hmm. Here's another scary detail that he, this Stark guy brought out. 40% of the cases, that's 4 out of 10 people, there's evidence of serial abuse. Meaning this woman, or man, depending on the situation, but usually women, was subjected to physical assault several times each week. So basically it became a regular occurrence that, you know, the abuser just got comfortable with and mm -hmm. kept doing. And we see that a lot. That's very, I mean, that's a pattern in a lot of cases mm -hmm. is they get comfortable. Well, yeah. And they form their own little world with the control they have over these people. And they're like, the, these people are never going to tell on me because I have this control over them. And it leads to them never being caught or held responsible or even stopped from what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I believe there was a situation similar to that in the Rebecca Saffer Bender coverage. Or was that from another story? I don't remember. Uh, I know there was a story like that somewhere where there was a lot of domestic abuse happening that was never stopped because they had their own little world in their house that was secret from society 
and the abuser had the control over the whole house, and the people were afraid to tell because they were threatened and that was their livelihood. So it's just, you never know what's going on in someone's house. It's really something that you gotta look for subtle signs for to help people or people also hopefully can be encouraged to take the initiative and save themselves if they can. Another source that we found about this was from the UK at womensaid.org.uk. It's got a lot of great information on domestic abuse, but we're going to share what they said about coercive control. Domestic abuse isn't always physical. Coercive control is an act or a pattern of acts of assault, threats, humiliation, and intimidation, or other abuse that is used to harm, punish, or frighten their victim. This controlling behavior is designed to make a person dependent by isolating them from support, exploiting them, depriving them of independence, and regulating their everyday behavior. We campaigned and succeeded in making coercive control a criminal offense. This has marked a huge step forward in tackling domestic abuse. But now we want to make sure that everyone understands what it is. Coercive control creates invisible chains and a sense of fear that pervades all elements of a victim's life. That's really well said. Mm -hmm. It works to limit their human rights, by depriving them of their liberty and reducing their ability for action. Experts like Evan Stark liken coercive control to being taken hostage. As he says, the victim becomes captive in an unreal world created by the abuser, entrapped in a world of confusion, contradiction, and fear. Wow. Yeah, they did a really nice job. Yeah, that's really well said. That's kind of what I was trying to say in my own rambly kind of nonsensical way, but this really put it in in really nice words. Again, this was from uh, womensaid.org.uk, and it's really cool that they actually compa- campaigned to make coercive control a criminal offense. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Because it's such a disgusting manipulation of another human being to get something that an abuser wants out of them and to really keep them from ever getting out of the situation. Mm -hmm. So this article also cites some common examples of coercive behavior. So Rosie, do you want to go through those? Yeah. Some common examples of coercive behavior would be isolating you from friends and family depriving you of basic needs such as food, monitoring your time, monitoring you via online, communication tools, or spyware, taking control over aspects of your everyday life, such as where you can go, who you can see, what you can wear, and when you can sleep, depriving you access to support services such as medical services, Repeatedly putting you down, such as saying you're worthless, humiliating, degrading, or dehumanizing you, controlling your finances, and making threats or intimidating you. So I want to go through each of these one by one and just expand on them a little bit Mm -hmm. um, because they're all little subtle. Well, some of them are subtle, some aren't so subtle, but they're all signs that we can look for and we want to be aware of ahead of time before getting into a relationship with someone we don't know and 
hopefully if we know what to look for and know the signs that things are subtly going south, we can take action to avoid these situations. But first is isolating you from friends and family. So if this person doesn't want you hanging out with the people that have been in your life and the people that you know care about your well-being, you know, Mm-hmm. people that like have been there your whole life that's like a really really standard tactic especially for a child predator yeah to get you more isolated yeah because the people that have been there your whole life it's a lot easier to assume that they genuinely care about your well-being but someone you just met or someone you don't know as well you don't know if they really care about your well-being or if they're just putting on an act to get what they want out of you So if they are cutting you off from friends and family, it's a huge red flag. Next is depriving you of basic needs, such as food. Yeah. The other one can be so subtle, but this one's just like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, it should be a huge red flag, but to the person in this type of situation, I'm sure it's not. This is borderline wrongful imprisonment if you're depriving someone of food but if they're saying man hon you really need to drop a few pounds you probably shouldn't eat that i'll just take that from you right now yeah you know it could be really subtle even though that doesn't seem subtle to us well it's all manipulation i mean even if they're not physically keeping you from eating if and this is another aspect but if they're putting you down about your weight and making you feel like you shouldn't be eating food that's just as bad uh Monitoring your time, so basically keeping track of everything you do, or monitoring you via online communication tools or spyware. So both of those are, you know, just keeping track of every little thing you do. I mean... Make you go crazy. If someone's taking your agency away from you and making you feel like you can't do what you want to do without being controlled by them, then, you know, that's basically what this means. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, taking control over aspects of your everyday life, such as where you can go, who you can see, what you can wear, and when you can sleep. That kind of goes along with, with the monitoring, except more hands-on, you know. Uh, depriving you access to support services, such as medical services. So Scary if you're if at If you that get point. hurt and they just say, walk it off, or if they're keeping you from your regular medical treatments... They don't have your best interests at heart, you know. That's a scary thing. Uh, we mentioned this before with the depriving you of food, but this one's more direct. Repeatingly putting you down, such as saying you're worthless, and that goes along with humiliating, degrading, or dehumanizing you. Those aren't very subtle, you know. Mm-hmm. Those are... If a person that you're with is making you feel bad about yourself, then... They're probably not a good person to be around, you know? Right. Controlling your finances, so basically taking your own control away from how you spend your money, and then making threats or intimidating you, which is scary and overt. What do you think? They're pretty straightforward in the list of what to look for. It's very helpful. Yeah, I just wanted to go over them again to really sound them down and like think about them practically like how they apply to real life situations anyway 
Um, we mentioned the age of consent earlier, so we want to take a few minutes to outline the varying laws on the age of consent in the United States. And this is directly from the website of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Basically, there's an age of consent, mm -hmm. and the different uh, factors of that are the minimum age of the victim and also the age differential. The minimum age is pretty self-explanatory. It's the age below which an individual cannot consent to sexual intercourse under any circumstances. Then the age differential is if the victim is above the minimum age and below the age of consent, oh. the age differential is the maximum difference in age between the victim and the defendant where an individual can legally consent to sexual intercourse. But then there's the minimum age of defendant in order to prosecute. So this is the age below which an individual cannot be prosecuted for engaging in sexual activities with minors. So we've kind of explained the variables and factors that go into the age of consent, but obviously we're not going to go through all 50 states. So we'd strongly recommend that you look into your own state and see what those are if you want to understand it better. Um, like T talked about in the discussion we were having about Brittany Zamora, that was in Arizona. Their age of consent was uh, seven or 18. So 17 and under is illegal, you know? So, um, but yeah, it's very complicated. We probably sound like we don't know what we're talking about because it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around, but <laughs> <laughs> it is. But if you're only focused on one state, then you can really fam uh, familiarize, familiarize yourself with it. <laughs> yeah. Man, I cannot speak. I know. It's, this is a tough one. But anyway, we hope that we shed somewhat of a light on this. Uh, coercive control and age of consent because, you know, they kind of go hand in hand with each other. Of course, you know, coercive control applies to a lot more than just children and the age of consent. But it is a... A factor that plays into it and it's especially easy to use on children so anyway yeah that was pretty pretty heavy stuff um like you said meaty and dense <laughs> whatever. yeah thick and meaty <laughs> i'm like thick and meaty sounds good <laughs> <laughs> so we have a new review to share today we do i have it up Oh, perfect. From Dandelion? Dandelion, yeah. All right. She said, or she or he says, I stumbled upon this podcast a few months ago and am, and am in complete astonishment of it. Rosie and Ryan are amazing storytellers and keep me hooked from the start. I love the perspective from the victim's POV. I want to say thank you to you, or thank you to them. <laughs> I want to say thank you to them for putting together such wonderful content and thank you for sharing your own personal stories. Oh, when she said I'm in, I'm guessing it's a girl. I'm not sure. But when they said I'm in complete astonishment, I was like, is mm. she commenting on the right podcast? I was right like, now? I hope that this one will still keep her <laughs> astonished. <laughs> um, Oh, well, thank you so much, Dandelion1983. I love, I love dandelions. 
Yeah. Um, in case you were wondering, it's five stars. So mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Thank you for for that and for listening. Um, yeah. So this was kind of an exhausting episode because of the utter ridiculousness of the person we talked about in the beginning and um, a lot to take in about coercive control and age of consent. Right. But hopefully it all makes sense and you were able to take something away from this episode and maybe it gave you something to think about, hopefully. So, yeah. <sighs> Do we all have right. any cat news? Um, I don't think so. They're doing good. Yeah. They're chilling. Burrito's been especially... Whiny. <laughs> like, every morning at 5.25 a.m., he jumps on our bed and starts... Yep, he's a little rooster. Yep. <laughs> but he's good. He's my baby. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's really sweet. Um. There's, there's officially one person in the burrito fan club. What? Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, (laughs) I don't know how to officially start a cat fan club, but maybe a hashtag on Instagram. Although I tried that for one of his pictures, and then I realized that it's already in use for pictures of burritos. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Anyway, I think that about wraps it up. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to our patrons Mm -hmm. for the support you give us every week or every month. It really means a lot to us. And, yeah. um, So if you're new here, you can follow us on Instagram at VOVpodcast. Or email us at VOVpodcast.gmail.com. Nice. Thanks. We're also on Twitter at VOVpod if you're into that kind of thing. And we have shirts in our Threadless store. Yeah, do you know the website? No. <laughs> Threadless.com <laughs> backslash. No, 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 no. It's VOVpodcast.threadless.com. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and again, all those links are in the show notes. Notes of the show. Uh, yeah. So, that wraps it up. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Time for tacos. Bye.